I'm Kat Harris. Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm an educator, brand strategist, and content creator. This podcast is designed to dig below the surface and to hold space for meaningful dialogue. It's a place where done is better than perfect, where quality triumphs quantity, and where the journey is the destination. So I invite you to leave your Superman cape of having it all together at the door because life is messy and beautifully imperfect. We all have a story to tell, and I want to hear yours. Hey friends, we want to invite you to be a part of the Refined Collective Podcast Tribe. Patreon is an incredible platform that allows artists and creatives to raise funds that empower them to do their craft with excellence by giving you, our audience, the opportunity to sign up for monthly pledges. You can sign up for as little as $5 a month. Our Patreon tribe has first access to our latest episodes, as well as information and insight concerning all things Refined Collective podcast related. Please check out our page and join us in empowering us to continue to create meaningful episodes, interviews, and content for y'all. You can find our page at www.patreon.com forward slash The Refined Collective. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Refined Collective Podcast. I am your host, Kat Harris, and I am so excited to talk with one of my dear friends today, Carmina. She is one of the most powerful, grounded, feminine, badass women I know. I've had the privilege to have her as a coach and mentor in my life and also just really good friend. So I am so excited to be talking with her. Um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about who she is. Carmina is co-founder of... Whoa, that was my text that just came out. (laughs) She's co-founder of... It was cute. It really happens. I feel like I have to acknowledge it when it happens. I'm like, I am from Texas. See? (laughs) (laughs) Co-founder of Camera Ready, Mm -hmm. which is media training redefined. Her past is she is a TV host, speaker, and media coach with Roots in Mexico. She moved to Hollywood and got her break on Latin television as a TV host on Telemundo, Univision, and Fox Sports in Espanol, interviewing stars like David Beckham, Coldplay, and Sofia Vergara. Carmina took a turn when she realized she wasn't fulfilled and wanted to make a bigger impact. That led her into self-development and experiential learning where she was mentored by some of the best coaches in the world. Now she's one of the best and a co-founder of Camera Ready, like I said. And as Jamie Foxx said, Carmina has the Midas touch. Everyone she works with turns into gold. So I hope that's true because you worked with me. So I'm ready to turn into some gold. (laughs) It is. Um, Carmina, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited because I love you so much and I love everything you're doing. Thank you. I love everything you're doing. (laughs) So I feel like I I just sort of read your resume Fill in, fill in the lines. I want, I want to hear what is going on in your life right now, who you are, why you are. Wow. Okay. I'm a wife. I am yes. a coach facilitator. I am a healer also. Like I don't, it's not like I have a healing modality or like I declare it or I, or I label myself in that way, even though I am right now, but like I really truly feel like I heal people. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I've been kind of scared to like really go into like, Mm -hmm. or I don't even know if that's like my true avenue. Right. Mm -hmm. But I do send a lot of healing energy to people and Mm -hmm. like with touch and I love hugs, you know, my Mm -hmm. hugs and my hugs heal. And so, um, that's a big part. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a mommy to a little teacup Yorkie and, uh, we just got married a month ago. Oh my gosh. And the pictures, when you showed me the pictures, I literally started crying. They were so magical. It was such a dream come true Mm -hmm. and not even a dream come true. It was like, way beyond anything I could have ever dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was dreaming about my I, wedding. I do, for know. A long time. I do know. I do know. Um, yeah. So that's me in a nutshell. I love to uh, work on my body. Now I went through a crazy journey with my like mm. rediscovering who I am and loving myself again and, and all of that. But uh, now I, I'm, I'm really enjoying yoga and dance and, movement and my family and uh and now we're in the process of practicing to have a baby oh my gosh yeah wow yeah it's a season of transition for you big time yeah big time Mm -hmm. I feel like like a powerful woman Mm -hmm. like a beautiful powerful woman Mm -hmm. You definitely are. Thank you. It's been a journey to get to even say that and feel it, you know? Because it's one thing to say it. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to say it. And we were just talking about this before we were recording, that it's one thing to, like, know something and another thing to experience it. Yeah. So I can have the knowledge, like, here's the black and white truth about who I am. And I can believe that about other people. That was my story for such a long time even as I was doing the work I was doing and then still doing, it was, I want to share this message with women because I could see so clearly that other women were worthy enough, loved, accepted, could have the lives that they longed and dreamed for and the relationships that they wanted. But I didn't believe it for myself, even though I knew it. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know that's true. But it wasn't until I experienced it. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you think there's such a difference between knowledge, like knowing something difference between knowing something and believing it. And so it sounds like you now believe it. Yeah. I feel it like in every cell of my body, I walk into a room and I'm like, I am here. Yes. (laughs) When before it'd be like, I hope somebody looks at me, you know, (laughs) it's crazy. To answer your question, I think the difference is that, uh, like now we're courageous enough to Mm. feel it because we've, I feel, I think we've always had an option or a choice. Mm to feel it if we want to, but I think we were scared to, I was scared to. And so it, it was easier and more comfortable for me to just think it and know it than it was to feel it. Cause then with that comes responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Like me actually allowing myself to experience it means that now I'm responsible for everything that comes with being a powerful mm-hmm. woman. <laughs> and what comes with that? For me, it's integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, like using all of my power for good also like, like, like the healing thing, for example, or uh, kindness. Like whenever I see out on the street, I talk to strangers all the time. People probably You're totally I'm, that person. <laughs> <laughs> people probably think I'm crazy, especially yeah. in New York. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but, but using like knowing that I have a lot of, 
of energy that can support people mm-hmm. and using it in that way. Those are the types of responsibilities that I think come from like really owning that you're a powerful woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, like I, I agree. I agree. Like, even as you're saying that I'm thinking of this idea of like, what does it mean to be free? Mm. And I think a lot of times what I hear in culture is this narrative that freedom is the ability to do whatever I want to do, whatever I want to do it. Like I want what I want, what I want. Mm -hmm. And to me, the, like, like an expression of that here in New York is food delivery. (laughs) I can literally get whatever food I want, whenever I want. And it can be 1am. I'm like, I want dumplings like that. That's freedom. Yeah. But yeah, I might be free to do whatever I want, but I wonder if that lacks vision. Mm. And so like you're saying that you are you're like this free person accepting who you are, accepting you being a powerful woman, and that that may not mean that you are going to do whatever you want whenever you want because you said integrity. Yeah. So integrity is you're choosing to be your word. Yeah. You're choosing to hold space for other people. You're mm-hmm. choosing to be kind. And when I make those choices, that might mean that I sacrifice what I want when I want it for mm. a greater sense of vision mm. or a greater reality. Yeah. And it feels like an instant gratification culture. That is what you're describing to me feels really countercultural. Yeah. It's so true because freedom, like there's freedom in structure and there's mm. freedom in integrity. Like I've never felt more free. Mm. But when I was what I would have thought back in the day was really free, like really letting my freak flag fly, but I wasn't in integrity, right? Mm -hmm. Like society would have probably seen that as freedom. Mm -hmm. And how I live now is like more of a contained, you know, environment. But, but yeah, I, the, what's important for me is how I feel Mm -hmm. and not how it looks on the outside. And I definitely, the more boundaries I set for myself, the more free I feel, which Mm. could be totally contradictory, Mm. but it isn't like now like marriage, for example, Mm. I could have sworn that I was going to feel like I was in jail when I get married Mm -hmm. or like there was chains on me Mm -hmm. because I, to be with one person for the rest of my life, like, ah, you know, but I feel more free sexually, all of it. Like, wow. I feel like now I want to try every sexual position in the world. Like, I want to be, like, totally crazy and, yeah. and experiment everything. Well, because there's, there's, there's a safety that comes with a boundary. Yes. And the artist can't paint until they have a canvas. Yes. And a canvas is a boundary. It's mm-hmm. a structure. But the freedom of the artist starts... It begins with a structure put in place, a boundary. And even just like the intimacy within marriage, like you've put a boundary. And I feel like even when we met, when you and I met, I I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if you believed in monogamous relationships or long-term marriage (laughs) relationships. And now you are in a committed monogamous relationship with Mm -hmm. one person. And so it's kind of crazy. It's almost like, we fear the boundary and structure. Cause we're like, don't, don't put me in a cage. Like I'm yeah. a bird. Like don't, but it's like our first step to freedom is actually a lot of times a structure or a boundary. Totally. Totally. I remember, uh, my mentor, Krista Petty Raymer, who, you know, well, uh, she said, so, you know, you're, you want to be free. And you're so committed to freedom mm. so much so that I would always wear different colored socks. 
like I was so committed to freedom, right? And to like not be structured at all. Mm-hmm. She was like, but what's funny is that even you being committed to freedom is control. Mm-hmm. Like you are resisting the very thing that you say you want mm. like by controlling freedom you can't control freedom mm. but yes absolutely like talking about marriage i did not believe in marriage now i know that it was because of the fear of someone not choosing me oh. i rather choose it myself mm. and control it quote unquote so that like if someone if no one asks me to to marry them ever, then at least I chose because I don't believe in marriage. Mm, so it was like, uh, like not believing in it was a self-preservation of like protecting yourself from the possibility of hurt or failure. Yep. Or of not being chosen, mm. not being good enough to be. Mm. Uh, I remember looking at brides and being like, I don't know if I'll ever be a beautiful bride like that. Mm. yeah it's so crazy and and like thinking and seeing all these beautiful women with their like beautiful rings and now i'm like wow i look at my photos and i'm like wow yeah (laughs) it's this thing and it's Mm. i went through a journey of worthiness Mm. yeah so speaking of worthiness i have this quote that um, I've been wanting to unpack. And I feel like you're the person that I want to unpack this with. It's Beyonce because she's, you know, my hero. Yes. So she says, this is in Lemonade, her her new film. Mm -hmm. It's not new at this point, but she says, why do you deny yourself heaven? Why do you consider yourself undeserving? Why are you afraid of love? You think it's not possible for someone like you. Wow. There's so many layers to that. Yeah. What comes up for you in your own story of worthiness when you hear this? Like what came up were different images of Mm. why I felt unworthy Mm. in my whole trajectory. And the first one was being in elementary school. And being in a private school, St. Luke's in Temple City in L.A., and being one of the very few diverse kids and me having a crush on little Josh, Josh Capello. And everyone was going to go to I was in second grade. They were going to go to the movies with some parents, of course. But uh, I heard that there was like couples being formed to go to the movies. And so I asked Josh if he wanted to go to the movies Mm. with me. And he said, ew, no, you look like a dog. What? Yeah. He said, you're brown and you have hair like a dog. He looked at my arms. And so when I got home, I I grabbed a sponge from the kitchen and I was scrubbing the crap out of my arms. Mm. And my mom's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm removing this dirt from my... And so I think, and that's when you know, everything that's formed for us, all our beliefs and all of our patterns and everything. So I think in that moment, I decided that I wasn't good enough, Wow, that I wasn't pretty enough, blonde enough, whatever enough to, for someone to love me or Mm -hmm. like me, you know? So that was a big, big moment. Mm -hmm. Of course, I didn't realize that until like a couple of years ago. Uh, And then ex-boyfriends cheating on me. Mm. Um, I was in a six-year relationship that 
was really dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and he cheated on me with a lot of women. And now that I think about everything responsibly, like how did I create that is mm-hmm. what I ask myself. And what comes up is that I was so insecure mm-hmm. that I was comparing myself to all of these women mm-hmm. and feeling like I wasn't good enough. And I believe that we are treated the way we treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. So of course he was also going to compare me to all of these women and see them better than mm-hmm. me because wow. I was seeing them better than me. Wow. So yeah, not feel like being scared of love mm-hmm. after all that, after that, of course I was like, wow, if I'm not good enough, then uh, how, like, I'm afraid of love. I'm not going to mm-hmm. allow anybody to come in or if they are, I'm just going to keep it surface. Mm-hmm. And so that fear and like sabotaging as much as I could, like the ways I would sabotage would be keeping it surface one. And What's then, an example of keeping it surface. Like not really getting intimate with someone and mm-hmm. intimate. I, I don't mean sexually because to me that was surface back in the day, mm. back in the day, I would just like relationships. If I wanted to keep it safe, it would just be sex. Mm. And I wouldn't have, like I wouldn't let them see my vulnerability mm-hmm. or my insecurities or my fears. Mm-hmm. It would just be like, oh, I'm just like a Stepford wife, mm-hmm. just sex. And then I'm perfect all day long. That's how I would keep them surface. Not seeing like the depths of me, like mm-hmm. the parts of me that I would judge. Mm-hmm. So that I, I was so fearful of that type of love, the love that I have now, which is man, we have so many uncomfortable conversations. Mm. He gets to see parts of me that I so dislike and he loves them. Like what? Like the judgmental part of me or the part of me that is scared. Or I've, I've always, like I grew up with a mother that she's very strong, just like every woman is, I believe is very strong, but she portrayed a very, like a dictator Um, she's very sweet, but when it comes to strength, she thought of strength as don't ever let anyone see you cry. Mm -hmm. Don't let anyone see you down weak or Mm -hmm. insecure. So play a role Mm -hmm. of dot, dot, dot. And so with that said, that's what I thought I had to show up to Mm -hmm. like in my, in my partnerships. And so now I mean, I have such an amazing husband that he is able to like hold space for me to show those parts of me and he loves them all throughout. So it started slowly and now I'm just an open book with him. Wow. Yeah. This episode of the Refined Collective Podcast is brought to you by my very own resource guide called Moving Through Fear. Now, I created this resource guide based off my own journey and process of moving through my own insecurities, fear narratives, and limiting beliefs. And let me tell you guys, if you're looking for a 10-step guide to freedom, you're in the wrong place because I'm no expert. I am on the journey with you, offering you tools graciously given to me over the years. So my prayer is that through this guide, you will know, believe, and experience that truth defeats fear and lies, that you are worth fighting for and you are not alone. So grab my free guide, Moving Through Fear, on the website, therefinedwoman.com slash freebie. That's F-R-E-E. 
B-I-E. And remember, I am on the journey with you. So how do you shift out of that? Like, how did you get from the place of, I'm afraid, I'm not enough, I'm not pretty enough, let's keep it surface, to like something had to have happened, right? Like what happened for you? Because I feel like something has to be worth the risk. Mm -hmm. So like in order for me to like really want to fall in love, I have to be willing to have my worst case scenario come true. Whether that like for me, that's like rejection, someone Mm -hmm. seeing my heart and all of my heart and not wanting it. So for a long time, like in most of my 20s, I was dating guys that treated me like crap Mm -hmm. because I didn't think I was worth anything. Mm -hmm. Or I dated guys that were these like manifestations of who my dad was when I was younger. And I was just trying to get them. I was trying to perform for them so that they could like then choose me and I could work out all of my like old past daddy issues on them. Mm -hmm. But really deep down, I did not think it was worth the risk. Because I, my heart had been so hurt. Because they're not going to love me anyway. Yeah. So why am I even going to risk? Why am I even going to risk? And but I really believe now that in order to be open to that like transformative love, that like type of marriage that you and Caduce have, then I also need to be open to it not working out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how did you get to a place where it was worth the risk? Oh wow. Uh, well. At 16, I, this unworthiness got so deep that I decided that I like, why am I even in this planet? Like why Mm. there's no like purpose. I'm not like, no one loves me. Mm. I am not worth anything. So might as well kill myself. So I had, Mm. um, arrhythmia. So like an irregular heartbeat and I had heart pills. Like mm. I had to take these for whatever, a year, like one a day. And I took like 25 of them oh my one day. I just, I decided like, this was it. There's no purpose for me being here. Nobody will even probably care. Mm. And to see, like, to think about my mom finding me in the bathroom, gagging on my own vomit and, and sorry to get graphic, but like, I, I think about that image, how it must have been for my mom mm-hmm. and uh and getting to like the deepest dark I, I feel like for someone like me that goes really hard in life like go big or go home I had to get to that point mm-hmm. to then come out of that and be like whoa okay I am meant to be here clearly mm-hmm. like now I have proof because mm-hmm. I didn't die God wants me to be here so what is that purpose then Right after that, I remember seeing like Magic Johnson back then was when he first on camera said that he had AIDS and now I'm giving my age, (laughs) but it doesn't matter. And he was vulnerable on camera and I Mm. saw him cry. And I I remember getting so much into self-development, even back then, no accidents, what I'm doing now and, and buying his biography and seeing like how he worked through Mm. this psychologically and, uh, and then conversations with God and all of these other books that I started getting into, but really a mentor. There was a nun at the school that I was in, in Mexico, and she got me. 
She understood me and she knew that my energy needed to come out through creativity, mm. that I was a very creative person and that I was misunderstood. Mm. And so she would pull me out of class because I hated school. She would pull me out of class to play instruments. Whatever instrument she put in front of me, I would play it. And I was just happy to be out of class. <laughs> so every festival, I was like the the head performer or whatever. And that's where I started finding myself. And mm -hmm. through sports, also like volleyball, my parents knew exactly like how to keep me busy. Mm -hmm. And I was always playing volleyball, always. So I started really developing when people were understanding me. And it was this mentor, this nun. And when I was starting to become understood mm -hmm. and through creative, like the creative process, then I was like, oh, okay, I matter. Mm. I matter because I have something to give. Mm. And giving, I think, got me out of my selfish, like, because the whole time I was thinking I wasn't good enough is because I was self-consumed. Mm. I was only thinking about myself. And once I started giving, like giving away mm -hmm. my gifts, giving to people, volunteering, all of that, mm -hmm. then right after I tried to commit suicide, I would say that I wanted to be a psychologist, a nurse, or a firefighter because I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. So like the service in me like got activated right mm -hmm. after that. And then I started really like seeing how important it is to risk until like after that I had the greatest loves mm. my first love ever and I gave myself completely I mean not sexually I was really young but I gave him a lot of my love and then I started feeling oh okay it's worth it no matter how I mm. get treated because what's beautiful and what I acknowledge myself for is I never changed I never became bitter mm. I never said I'm not going to trust men anymore. Mm. All men cheat. Like all mm. the things that we hear, I, I never allowed myself to do that. I would give myself completely in every relationship because I would gain so much from giving all of me. Mm. I believe that joy and suffering come from the same like tube, let's call it. Mm. Let's call it a tube. And so when we're willing to like really suffer or mm. like really experience sadness or anger, then it, from that same tube, we unlock it so that the uh, high levels of joy mm. and passion come from that too. So mm. when we cap anger and sadness, we cap joy and passion. Yeah. We numb one of them. We're going to numb all of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's when like all of the joy and passion started coming out. Mm. Because I was, I'm also very sensitive and that's why I think it led me to trying to commit suicide because mm. I feel things very deeply. Mm. It could be a minor thing for someone else. And for me, I'm like feeling it super deeply. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, a really beautiful journey of like being willing, having the courage to give it all, no matter mm. how it's received. Wow. And now it was great compensation. <laughs> now I'm like living it up. <laughs> now you're living in Brooklyn, New York with your husband mm. and have the love of your life. But it took it took work to get there. Like a lot of work. It took it took courage. It took discipline, and even just thinking back, you know, as we close up in the next few minutes, to this initial story from when you were a kid. This, you know, you're like literally washing your skin off like that. That mm -hmm. makes me like it makes me want to cry. Mm -hmm. 
how did you heal that? How did you find healing in that moment? Because I think for me, I let so many of those circumstances when I was young, I made, I made a promise out of those, whether it was like when my dad left, like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of being loved. I'm not worthy of being fought for. Or I asked a guy to dance with me in the seventh grade and he said no. And I just associated, oh, if you like let someone know your true feelings, like that's humiliating or embarrassing. And I, I think I acted for, gosh, so many years, most of my life, really from a place of these beliefs that I had created from when I was a young child Mm -hmm. or middle school, even high school, how do you go and change the conversation or rewrite the narrative around those stories? Or how do you, how do you get healing? Mm. I'm always seeking and I'm always learning. Yes. Like now people call me a teacher, guide, whatever, facilitator, coach, but I am like, I think the key is are always remaining a student. Mm. And so I'm always seeking like what's the best book that can help me with something? Mm. What is the best training that can help me with something? What mentor can I work with? And like really having a beginner's mindset Mm. has led me to a lot of trainings that have helped me tremendously and Mm. totally transformed my life. Like Mm. MITT, like Um, Atlas in San Francisco, like Vipassana meditation, 10 day silent meditation retreats, like going back to church here in New York. And and you've seen that journey in me. And so like really bringing, it's like full circle, bringing me back to God. Mm. And so, uh, it's been, it's been a journey of rediscovery and, but we're all going through journeys. I think what's been different for me or what's been the catalyst for me is being really committed. Mm. really committed every single day to become the best human I could possibly Mm. be. And so that means moment to moment when people are watching me and more importantly, when people are not watching me, the decisions that I make, like the choices that I make, what am I reading? What music am I listening to? Mm. Does it have words that support me or not? Mm. You know, like sometimes I listen to nothing against hip hop. It's, It's all creativity, but like to me, those are chants like you're chanting and you're those words are being stored in your so it's it's moment to moment choosing from integrity from wholeness mm-hmm. from love and from being the best person I could possibly mm-hmm. be and with all those trainings now i it's it's always going to be a journey right? right like we're on this journey forever yeah, yeah. till the last breath like we're we're always growing there's Every opportunity is an opportunity to grow if we choose it to be. Yeah. Yeah. But like, ultimately what I work on the hardest is that my inner dialogue for it to sound really beautiful Mm. and for me to be as loving as I am with everyone else Mm. with myself, because I love people and I will do everything for other people. But I, as long as I'm doing that and sounding the same with myself, Mm. like how, my inner thoughts, how do they sound? Yeah. I'm constantly reframing that because that takes diligence. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And identifying, identifying the tone of voice. Mm-hmm. I think that like, I kind of got to a place where 
I've like, I call her my, my evil stepsister, you know, like Cinderella. Like, it's like, even when I start regurgitating to other people, it's like, oh, well, I, I should have known this, or I can't believe that I let my computer crash, or I missed it somewhere, I left my necklace at yoga. Mm-hmm. Like, that voice is not my voice. Like, mm-hmm. it becomes this like sassy, judgmental, mm-hmm. no time for me to not be perfect. Like, that's, not yeah. kind. No. And th- that's when, how I coach my clients is how you think, would you say that to a friend? Mm. Like if I forgot my necklace in yoga, would you be like, you're so stupid, Carmina? <laughs> no, you would probably be like, it's okay. Just go get it. They'll probably have it there. Yeah. Don't worry. So I, I always think like, oh, would I talk like that to Caduce to the love of my mm. life? No. So mm. then why the heck am I talking to myself like that? Mm. That is a constant, constant for me. Like every moment I have to like interrupt it, choose something different mm-hmm. to think or say to myself. Yeah. Take every thought captive. Yeah. And not only identify the thought, but replace it with something that's true. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be like, oh, I have the biggest ass in the world and, and say it kind of like in a funny, I would think it was funny with people. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I have very passionate hips. <laughs> It's just a reframing. Yeah. I have very passionate hips mm-hmm. and they create, they're going to create space for a really amazing, healthy, big baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, reframing yeah. thoughts. Carmina, thank you so much for just sharing your wisdom. I wish we could just keep talking forever and ever, but we're about to go do a photo shoot. Yes. I get to photograph you and your husband. Yes. But I'm thanks so for excited. sharing your wisdom. Thank you for having mm-hmm. me. Really. And how can, sorry, I'm like, we're, so for you guys who are listening, I usually interview people over Skype or over the phone and Carmine and I are literally sitting on her couch. Yeah, We have these green yummy smoothies. We're looking <laughs> over the Manhattan skyline. Yes. So I'm like, oh, we're just talking. Wait a second. How can people find you? How can yes. people keep in touch with you and know what, what you're up to? Yeah. Coach Carmina on Instagram and yeah. Facebook. And then Camaretti is Camaretti.co. And are you taking on any new coaching clients right now? I am. I love to coach on love and life and how to manifest your husband and your king. And if you're already in a relationship, how to make it the best real conscious relationship that could possibly be. And how can people get in touch with you about that? Email me at coachcarminabecerra at gmail.com. Cool. And I'll add that into the show notes as well. Perfect. Because it's a long email. It's a long email. (laughs) I love you, friends. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. you. (laughs) I'm Kat Harris, and you've been listening to the Refined Collective Podcast. You can follow our journey on Instagram at The Refined Woman, our website, therefinedwoman.com, for show notes, other features and interviews, and a deeper look into our tribe. Find us on iTunes, The Refined Collective. Subscribe, rate, review, and leave us some love. Join me next time. And thank you so much for listening. And one last thing, in case you ever forget, you are not alone. Your story matters and you belong here.